0: All right there. All right there. Settle down. Order. Order. I shall open a final witness for the prosecution uh, here, in ending this court session of the seventeenth of September, nineteen twenty-seven, in the case of Ernest Vincent Hamilton. Uh, Sir John Perry, or your, your witness, Sergeant Phillips. Thank you, Your Honour. Sergeant Phillips, uh, you have
1: stated that two constables routinely visited the area of Hythe near Hamilton's house on
0: multiple occasions, or most likely, is that correct? Oh, Well, uh, we, yes, sir. It's, it's been our standing practice since 1925,
1: sir. And uh, Hamilton's house is some way from Folkestone, as I understand it. Um, so why was this felt to be necessary, uh, Sergeant Phillips? Well, uh, Hamilton's
0: house... Uh, I- I- it was a it was a, an area of interest for us sir in nineteen twenty four we We received letters from the um police in Buenos Aires, asking us to question Hamilton on the loss of the sailing yawl, Alicia Gonzalez uh, this may sound um a little distance from the case, but uh, we discovered that it
1: had been burnt at its moorings in the, in Montevideo uh in the year before nineteen twenty
0: three well uh, Mr Hamilton was
1: reportedly a passenger on the Yule shortly before it was lost, and when he left South America,
0: uh, he was unable to be questioned. The Buenos Aires police had gone through a lot of trouble to try and find us and contact us. So when I interviewed Hamilton later, uh, and he denied all knowledge of the incident, uh, I found that strange, and there was something about his manner that made me think, well... In all truth, sir, uh, it made me think that he might be worth watching. Ah, objection, my lord, objection. Oh, yes, yes. Neville Bowles, for the defence. Yes, uh, this is mere opinion based on subjective impressions and an unverified report from a foreign government, your honour, which cannot possibly be accepted as evidence in this case. Yes, 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 yes. Well, uh, I quite agree. I quite agree. Yes. Yes. Um. I'm afraid to say, Sir John, uh, you must pursue another line of questioning. I'm afraid to say this is out of order. Your Honour, may I approach the bar? If you really, if you really must.
1: Your Honour, I, I can hardly pursue any other
0: line of questioning. Sergeant Phillips is a honoured member of the legal uh, establishment, and uh, I have no other line of questioning for him. I wish to make... Uh, an offer of a character supposition regarding Mr. Uh, Hamilton. It has been done before. Well, it may have been done before, but it won't be done in my court and it won't be done under my time. As far as I'm concerned, that will be the end of the session. Uh, unless you have any other line of cu- inquiry that you and Sergeant Phillips would like to take? No, Your Honour, no. Not at this occasion. Very well, then. I shall call that the end of the session. court is adjourned until meeting tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Sorry about that, sir. Could have gone better, couldn't he? Oh, don't worry. Phillips, you did brilliantly. It was always a bit of a long shot, going for a character statement. I have to say that I thought that he'd be more lenient. Do you think we'll manage to get him, sir? I mean, what happened up on those cliffs? Oh, it was a nasty business. I still dream about it sometimes. Listen, Phillips, how about we have a drink? good suggestion, sir. I was feeling a mite thirsty...
1: It's funny, isn't it? When you come across a case like this, you sort of think that it's all worth it. I've been trying to stick something on that man, St. Vincent Hamilton, for as long as I can remember. Ever since he came up in 24 for those questions about inappropriate dealings with minors. I can't be certain, of course. It could go either way. But I'm fairly sure the evidence and the reports from the cliffside arrest will send him down.
0: I'm so glad to hear it, sir. After all this work, you did a very good job, Phillips. It must have been awful finding that girl like that. we oh, was, sir. It was. But more worrying was the fact that we'd been on to him, if you see what I mean. I know a policeman's hunch isn't much to go on these days, but it was literally all we had.
1: Uh, young Williams, he did the real work. He was fast enough to stop the others from scarpering. Yes. I don't think we'll be able to get much to stick on Hoskins and the others. Uh, did you investigate his family? What, yeah? Oh, his daughter, Yes. Married to a man named, um... Rothman. That was the fellow.
0: They all seem to be totally legitimate. Don't seem to be involved in any way at all. Hoskins, of course. Uh, he won't be let out in a hurry. But we won't get the death sentence for him. Looked like he was just there handing the knives over.
1: Yes, what an awful business. Yes, sir. Well, I'm sorry that your journey down here hasn't, uh... made the business with the Buenos Aires force any easier... I suppose that one will have to just go down as one of those unsolved cases. And besides, our remit isn't really to resolve the problems however many thousands of miles away off the South American coast. I suppose not, sir. What was the name of that island you mentioned? Montevideo, sir. It's a city, sir. A port. Oh, no, no. Um, you, you mentioned that the yawl had been charted to sail south. Was it to um, South Georgia?
0: Well, there's all sorts of islands down there, sir. I had a little look into it myself. Me and Williams. There's, uh, South Georgia. And, of course, Griffin Island, sir.
1: Griffin Island? It's a rather fantastical name, isn't it? I suppose it is, sir. Listen, I should be going soon, but... I've been meaning to ask you one last question. Off the record, you understand?
0: Oh, yes, sir. You can ask me anything off the record. (laughs) You'd be surprised to know that we actually prefer it that way. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure you
1: do. Look. I know that the poor woman was cut up awfully badly. And it was a miracle that she lived as long as she did.
0: But you thought she might have said something before she died. Oh, I know she did, sir. But we couldn't put that in a court of law. Who wouldn't stand up. You never did say what it was. Well, you must promise not to, uh, judge me for it, sir. I'm a man of rationality, observation... What she was talking about was, well, it was damn strange. The truth of it was, she said she'd seen the future. Go on.
1: She'd seen a ship approaching an island and men and women going mad, killing each other. And somehow, Hamilton was responsible. In what
0: way? A sort of casting out, or cursing, a sequence of, of terrible frenzies that he and his sort wanted to set upon the world to bring chaos and anarchy and madness. I wanted to ignore it, just as the cries of a woman in mad pain on her deathbed. The truth was, I've never heard anyone sound so
1: horribly sane in my life. "'She wasn't making anything up. "'She was describing something she'd seen, "'and in such a way sent shivers down my very spine, sir. "'I wanted to ignore it, but William said he'd heard something too, "'just before she died. "'She pulled him close.
0: "'I think there'd been a bit of a bond between the two of them "'after everything he'd done for her, "'when I could see she so desperately wanted to live.' Williams wanted her to live too, of course Go on, man Yes, sir I'll just have a little more of
1: this, I think Oh, good thinking I I better not, but yes, you have the rest
0: Well, anyway Williams told me That, well The young lady said In the future It must happen all over
1: again just as it had done in the past.
0: Well, that seems like a very rum thing to say, doesn't it? Right at the end of it all. And William said she grabbed him and put her lips to his ear and said, He did it for Dagon. He called them out from the ice beneath the sea
1: to protect the treasures that were held there. He did it for the purpose of locking the chest shut tight.
0: I don't know what it means, sir. No. No, neither do I, Sergeant. Well, thank you. Thank you for your candour
1: and your frankness. We'll get him, Sergeant. We'll get the blighter. I swear to you, we will. We'll get the death sentence for him. We'll get the death sentence. The Apocalypse Players present... Trail of the Loathsome Slime... A second edition Call of Cthulhu scenario by Marcus L. Rowland. Adapted for seventh edition by Joseph Chance. Starring Dominic Allen as Barney Basker, the documentary maker.
2: But he gave me one last glance over his shoulder before he went back down decks. He had a menacing glint in his eye. And also, I detect a touch of sadness. What did you just say? Nothing,
3: I was talking to, Talk to talking, to the tape, talking to the tape. Right,
1: OK. Dan Wheeler as Johnny McCutcheon, the ornithologist. S- say, um,
4: did you get a chance to uh, take a look at the island before you came down here? What, what sort of size of colony were we expecting? The penguins.
1: Special guest starring Mark Meir as Pascal Giraud. The pilot.
5: I'm telling you, it can work. We jack up one side of the helicopter. We got a better chance than we do now. But uh, first thing first, we need to crack open the armory and restrain the captain.
1: And special guest starring Adam Megiddo as Danny Cook, the photographer.
6: Keen as we're looking, seeing as we're looking, what the bleeding Nora is that? And I point out to those massive slime tracks.
1: With Jeannie Spark as Dr. Rosa Thomas Dalton, PhD, the researcher.
7: Yes, uh, yes, sorry, I, I'm distracted. Uh, there, sh- there should be m- thousands of penguins here. There are a dozen, if that. I, 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 do you mean those, the trails, the slime trails? I don't, I don't know what they are.
5: I thought it was a uh, penguin shit.
7: No, no, penguin shit's not, not not slimy like that. No, no, it's, it hardens quite quickly, actually.
1: Dan-Anne Macalea as Edwin Crow, the independent security contractor. Yeah,
3: I remember that, uh, that, that jogs my memory, and I say, oh, yeah, the borscht. I was looking forward to the borscht with those fresh rye bread rolls, but,
1: yeah. And Joseph Chance as your keeper of the arcane lore. So Crow, Crow, you hear him say weird tracks and you look out of the window. It's one of these sort of, you know, it's only about a foot and a half across. But you see glistening in the uh, Antarctic sun, for it is summer, even though it's about one degree out there. You see these weird, wide, glistening slime trails crisscrossing the sort of low, dense, heathery-looking rockland that leads to a a pebbly-mixed beach. And it's on the beach as well, and it's on the, on, on the rocks. And you can see it, very strange. Never seen anything like it.
3: Jesus Christ. I've never seen anything like that. Mental. Like what? Well, those tracks out there, what are they? Looks so like... That's, uh... that's,
1: that's him leaning on the door as you guys are on the stairs, but, but they're all going up, Basker, because they're desperate to get to that armory. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you do indeed get to the armory, and it is indeed right. locked... Uh, and two of you have keys and there are two doors, okay. both locked so you could open both at the same time if you want to here we go, both at the same time two shotguns, two assault rifles one 9mm pistol automatic
5: Okay.
3: I don't know what your specialisms are
1: another flare gun
3: and 12 flares I'd be happy with uh, a shotgun myself I will take a
6: shotgun I've used, um, I used an M16, Colt Automatic anything like that here those assault rifles look pretty good.
5: Here you go. There you are, Cookie. Is a clip. How many? How much ammo do uh, each of these weapons have?
1: So the uh, assault rifles have two clips, and the, and the shotguns appear to have thirty six shells each.
5: Okay, I'm going to take a shotgun and a rifle. Give the rifle to Cookie, and <laughs> it's the eighties. <80s. laughs> <laughs>
1: As you can probably tell from the sound of that, uh, there's a lot of miming going on from the players uh, of, of cartridges being thrown, clips being snapped into place. I think that's a that's a. I always want to call it a bolero. That's wrong, isn't it? The um, uh, the, the, the the racked shells of shotguns on belts being thrown over. It's a glorious 80s gun-toting montage sequence. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> and the uh, other shotgun to crow.
5: Uh, and then we have the pistol, yes? Yeah. yeah. Who wants this? I'm alright with a pistol, but it depends. How are you? Mm, pretty good, but uh... and then Giro from a bag that's been hanging over his shoulder pulls out a 45 i I'm taken care of. Ah good to see mm. wish I had the will on me before could have been a shorter fight
3: well quite and if any break out now at least we're better equipped um are my quarters near this armory you've already, already you've
1: had already plans? been through
3: to your sops. I thought I had yeah yeah it's yeah it's okay excellent do you do in which case uh,
1: do you do the classic 80s maneuver
3: what jump in the air and freeze <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like he he pulls out a forty-five. Do you do anything? Oh,
3: I uh, yeah, I think in retrospect it's, it's not equivalent, really. But I, I pull out a matte black combat knife and um, say, uh, "Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one who stirred away a few pieces on this ship." And I tuck it into the back of my belt and check the shotgun's loaded.
5: Yeah, better better safe than sorry, right? Ah, you're not wrong. Okay, the three of us—we know how to handle these things. Aye, you know, of anybody else on board? I don't know. I wouldn't trust that basket with a gun. No offense to him. Not
3: right um, now. McCutcheon. Right I don't think he's got the stomach for a gun. No offense to him. Um, Rosa, I mean, did you have you? I asked I her. No
5: she said no. All oh, right.
7: Although I do have the flare gun, so maybe some extra flares might be quite useful. Mm.
5: Oh, speaking. Oh, of we'll that. definitely take them. Speaking of which, yeah. uh, we know there is another flare gun up here in the bridge as well. Yes. <laughs> Right. Let's grab it. That's
1: well, the, more the better. That's what you've got there as well. Right? Yeah. And there's twelve flares with that. And uh, motherload, guys. I think. You know,
5: best not to let any weapons lying around. Uh, Absolutely. How many people do you think have been
3: injured? Well, it's hard to guess. At least half a dozen, probably more. Okay. Um, well, the main thing I want to know, and this this is me as a player. Is the ship still moving?
1: Oh, no, very much stopped. Beached.
3: Good. Okay, I just wanted to check. Um, yeah. It's not still sort of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> nuzzling into the, the, the ground or anything. Um, um,
1: and skillfully done. I mean, Rothman did a good yeah. job considering. Yeah, fair play to him. Um, I, I um, think on on which point, I think maybe there is a sort of impasse up at the armory as you're considering the yeah. full nature of where you're at and what to do next. Um, yeah, I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust that you've got what you say you're, that you're carrying, and you've made a note of it. Um, yeah. Uh, Rosa Thomas Dalton, Barney Basker and Johnny McCutcheon. You are witness to a somewhat wild-eyed Patricia, Doctor Patricia Singh, running back in. In the interim,
2: I've been going through the the little drawers and cabinets, looking for Valerian root tablets. Uh,
1: very good. I mean, I was I was, was, was going to say this was simultaneous too what's happening so yeah so you're you, you're in the process of that, doing yeah. that yeah
2: and 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 if if i come across a scalpel
1: i'm going to pocket it well given her a prompt arrival um let's have a luck check but but i won't be i won't be brutal
2: oh that looks good um
1: yeah that's 24 on a 45 Oh, nice, really. That's hard. Really, really nice, really nice. Not quite hard. Not quite hard, but it's close enough, I'd say. So I would say that, now, I'm in your hands on this one. Is the Valerian because of seasickness, right? It's it's not just, are you...
2: Uh, Yeah, it was just to calm me down. Yeah, 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 so... But I'm actually not that bothered about it. It was just, in my mania, I was sort of looking for them. But then it occurred to me that I might come across a scalpel. And if I do... You definitely come across a scalpel.
1: In fact, a sequence... I slip that into my pocket. A sequence of scalpels is there on the side. Mm. Uh, is one enough? Because there are a sequence. I'll take as many as I can get away with carrying.
7: Well, let
1: <laughs> If that's one, that's fine. Fifty-four. Uh, I mean, obviously, she is a doctor and she does potentially have to use them. So I guess I'll leave it up to you to how many you'd like to name. There's five there. One. One is fine. One, one is enough. The big one. The big one. Take the big one, <laughs> the one that would do the most damage. That, and th- I was going to say, there's some anti um, anti-emetic, anti anti-nausea pills. Mm. No, I I'll leave it okay, right. So you see, Rosa and uh, Johnny, you you, you see Basque like scrabbling around a bit. You can't quite see exactly what he's doing. He's sort of looking for stuff, but it all kind of seems to fit his general. Post-crazed dream moment, both of which you believed. I mean, you you definitely believed that he wasn't faking it. He wasn't lying. There was no forced pressure of speech. It's not craziness. And maybe that sort of arrests you both slightly enough for sings, when she comes back in, and she's she's got a she's got a hand on her head in a slightly strange way, as if she's in a play, and she's expressing like, furious thought. And she says, "I I, I think." I think I might have an idea of what it might be. I, I'm not sure, but I, I, I need you. I need someone to look at this.
7: Yes. What is it? What do you think?
1: Where's, Roth, where's Rothman? Where's Where's Giro?
7: They're up at the armory. They'll be. They'll be.
1: A- Crow? Where's Crow?
7: He's. He's. There with them.
1: Would you come and look?
7: Yes. All right.
1: Yes, and I think there's one of those moments, one of those looks between the two of you. Dr. Rosa, Dr. Rosa thomas Dalton and Dr. Patricia Singh, where there's that bond, there's that connection that uh, you mentioned in one of your dictaphone recordings. Uh, and there's just the subtlest suggestion, like, yeah, we're two professionals and we're at the top of our game. Yes. Uh, and we're, in, we're always in these rooms full of men. <laughs> uh, but it sort of gives you this sense of there's a backup there. Then she's moving around the room. Uh, and she sort of looks at you... McCutcheon, she doesn't even look at what Basker's doing <laughs> at that particular point, because Basker's back I
2: spin round and I, st- I, I I stride over, got the tape recorder going straight away, assuming I've still had Yeah, yeah. If there's something important, we should record it.
1: <laughs> Alright. And then she turns on a heel and, and she starts heading back down. Will you follow her? Yes. Come on, McCutcheon. Science. And she goes with real purpose. It's a slightly disturbing journey. Now that the bodies have been moved, you see these sort of moments of battle in corridors uh, where blood is still there and smeared and even occasionally a bit of drying foam and a little blue stain which of course you will avoid cautiously Mm -hmm. and she heads to the kitchen and she throws the kitchen door open and you get this lovely smell of this beautiful scent of freshly baked rye rolls, they're still there Uh, and she says here, look, look, look at this and she throws open the Storage door and goes over to the grain storage, and you can see that there's been a sort of mad sweeping of grain to one side. And she points in the corner to this really obvious damp patch on this rye uh, rye bread flour. Um, yeah, it's ground. Uh, no, it's not the it's not the flour. It's the grain itself. She goes, look here, it's it's gone damp. I, I wonder, I wonder if this could be some sort of Ergotism. Uh, And could you give me either a hard education roll, or a? I'll take biology, natural world, or even history. If it's biology, or if it's biology, I'll give you a bonus die.
7: Library use.
1: I'd go with education. Hard, obviously, is harder. No, I've failed on all of that.
7: Yep. Yeah, passed 52 on an 86 for education.
1: Ah, but it's not quite. It's, you need an 80, you need a 44. So if you spent six luck. Mm hmm. I'll give it to you. Okay. You're going to do it? I'll do it. Yeah. It. Yep. Well, it's just one of those little papers that you read. So you suddenly think purpurea right that's why you that's why you did it it's that purple Mm. and ergotism is is a fungal infection that can cause psychosis you've never heard of it as intense as this she's already sort of dashing back and starting to she starts to voice some of this theory to you to, to, to you and said if he made it using this grain i can't see any corrupted grains, and what you know is that it comes they look like dark grains in amongst the brown, and of course it's hard with rye bread mm. to be 100% certain whether they've got this fungus or not mm. um,
7: It's possible, it, it's possible the hallucinogenics of, of fungus and, and mould are well known, I mean magic mushrooms are for a reason, and uh, some sort of corruption of this grain could it could if ingested cause hallucinations, foaming at the mouth, uh, violent erratic behavior it's possible uh,
1: she she, um, she says I just don't understand why it would be quite so aggressive. I mean they only had it last night. Uh, now that you've now that you've got it uh, as in, I mean you you've probably not heard of it in this context. Uh, Basker, but um, you could give me a history roll to see whether... And certainly I would do the same for you as well, Rosa Thomas Dalton. Just a straight history.
2: That's a fail for
1: me. Big old fail.
7: Ooh, it's a deliciously hard pass. Uh 4 on
1: a 45. Yeah, an extreme. So you suddenly remember... Of course, that, that was potentially connected with outbreaks of plague back in the 13th, 14th century. There was a huge problem with it in Eastern Europe. It was called St. Anthony's Fire, and uh, it was famous for having this convulsive element where painful seizures and spasms and and the, uh, mental effects, um, including mania and psychosis, and, and actually the, the St. Anthony's Order of Monks were associated with that naming of the disease because they were the ones who were best at treating it. Um, And it was found out to be ergotism. But you also remember that it's not supposed to be as fast-acting as this, and there's never been a mention of the blue colour. You do know that it is specifically a claviceps microscopic fungus... Uh, and and it is associated with the papuria, claviceps purpurea.
7: I mean, it is possible. It's, it is possible, but... I, the violence with which it all suddenly broke out and at the same time is suspicious.
1: So Sing's moving around the kitchen looking for things and then she finds uh, Brown's notes and she says, look, look, I... I look, he definitely got it from... Um, he, he got it from our stop along the route. He, yes, yes, it was while we were in South America. He 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 picked it up at Sao Paulo, and he, it says here that they, he checked it, and so did Ericsson. and there was no damp recorded. It would take it would take weeks, possibly months, for the damp to cause that sort of problem. It doesn't make sense. And then she looks up at you because Thomas Dalton you're sort of engaging but Pascal obviously you're still there she says we need to do blood tests we need to do a live blood test on one of us and we need to do a blood test on on the captain good idea
2: well we know that uh, I would like the assurance that there's nothing wrong with me so by all means test my blood
1: right yes uh, ex- excellent if you uh, come with me and then she sort of falls into doctorly mode um but Basker and Dalton, do you wanna do you wanna give me a um a library use or a spot hidden? With this book in front of you? Or a spot hidden with the kitchen in front of you. I've
2: passed on my spot hidden.
1: Yeah.
7: And therefore I've passed on my library chip. Ooh, nice.
1: Good teamwork. So the spot hidden, um I should say y- I got an
7: amazing pass, uh, 08 on seventy-five
1: you, you realise that there are signs of struggle here um, in the kitchen and a fight must must have occurred here um, mm. which which seems slightly strange because there was there was no reason for anyone to be in here at this particular time uh, apart from the, the cook unless it was because someone sort of charged in here This one of the one of the the people suffering from. uh, But you're conscious that at some point the cook must have got up to the radio room in order to kill Tim Niles, Nils, and decapitate him, because his body is still up there.
2: I turn to the others and I say, um, I'm rather concerned about the chronology of everything. The the editor in me uh, is thinking about the sequence of events that occurred, the story of what happened... I... I can't help but notice that there seems to have been a struggle in this room. But it also appears that the cook was patient zero, potentially. I don't think anyone... Either someone barged in here and infected him. Or... Or he was patient zero. If he was patient zero and he got it from the food, then why did he have an altercation in this room? A fight? Could it be possible, and I know this sounds fantastical, could it be possible that there was someone or something stowing away in the grain store that has infected the grain and has made all these people sick and then at some point it attacked the cook in this room? a South American toad or something.
1: As, as he says that, um, Dalton, uh, Singh is listening to you, Singh and McCutcheon are listening to you avidly with this, this link of ergotism, but potentially a different strain of ergotism, um, uh, uh, and Basker sort of theorising, but as he says chronologically, Dalton, that seems to inspire you with this flipping through this, it's a crudely recorded... I mean, Percy Brown's handwriting is not great to read, but you're so quick and so energised by this sort of moment that you see very clearly that Patel's name is down, Ahmed Patel is down to take food to the captain, um, Dr. Blathby, uh, and uh, Tolliver Baines separately, uh, and, and that they will get their meals separately and also Crow and Rothman were on duty Crow was on security duty and Rothman was on pilot duty so they were going to eat microwave meals in the top class range of microwave meals they would be eating in the early hours Crow had preferred to take night watch because he liked to w- work the deck everybody knows that
5: just, to, just for clarification do you mean uh, Crow and Giro? nope yeah.
1: Giroux, ate, you ate with the the, uh, the captain's table, but the captain was notably late to the table. He'd ordered some food up to himself.
4: So, can I just d- double clarify? Yeah. So, this isn't this isn't uh, that. Um, uh, let me get the name right. It isn't that Patel was doing this like on a regular basis. You mean specifically last night?
1: Yeah, specifically Those last night. Those three people. He was he, were, he was ordered to take the up. It's just it just says Patel okay. next to the name, which is a common a common thing for for him to be doing because like, that wouldn't be the first time that he's done it. Okay. So he's the guy that everyone picks on to do the crappy little jobs at eleven o'clock at night. I'm right, aren't I? Huh? That we, uh, you know, we ate we ate
4: separately to most of the crew. We all seem all right. It is in the food. It Must be, huh?
1: Nobody who ate with you has presented with the symptoms, except for the captain. So the question is... But the captain appears to have had two meals. Ah. Huh. Mm. Because he came to the captain's table, but he he also had some food and it up. He's
4: a big man. So the question is, is this... He liked his food. Is this deliberate, or is this just, like, half of them got food poisoning by mistake, or...?
7: It seems very singular, very curious.
2: Well, I think you're very right, Johnny, that definitely uh, it is in the food. But my question is, if it's in the food and the cook got sick from the food, but was the preparer and producer of the food, why did he have a fight in the kitchen? What attacked him in the kitchen? Because it can't have been... If he was the first person to go nuts, then who was he attacking? Who attacked him? you see what i mean yeah what if there is an assassin on board the ship
1: stowaway you hear someone coming down the steps as you say that Ah! (laughs) Uh, and it's Tolliver baines and he says i need everybody up on deck i need to talk about how long it's going to take for us to get off this island if we're going to repair that ship where has anyone seen rothman
4: never mind get off this island i'm interested in getting on the island we
1: what what do you mean we yeah
4: all of us we are going to
2: repair the ship
1: yeah well we got two engineers dead and three um, crewmen they would have been doing the I'm work a geologist I'm not si- I'm a celebrity Oscar I'm not saying it's gonna be you I just need everybody on deck in three minutes if you need a if you need to go to the head now is the time
2: who what is the hierarchy at, at the present yeah, time?
1: has anyone seen Rothman <laughs> Uh, and at which point Jones goes up to Pascal Giraud Edwin Crow and Danny Cook and says um, have you seen have you seen Rothman he said he'd be at the um, at the other uh, lifeboat
6: Robert, I- when did we last see Rothman
1: you saw him at one lifeboat oh yeah who was at the he was with who Rothman was with with Jones he's coming up to you to see he said he'd meet me there no sign of him well, I can't see him
5: Hmm. well keep your eyes peeled then
1: you, you hear uh, a bit of v- some raised voices below and, and then you, you hear Baines say everybody downstairs on deck meet at the uh, starboard bow we need to talk about how we're going to get this ship moving who's put him
2: in charge I whisper to McCutcheon I'm not taking orders from any old goon just because the captain's incapacitated <laughs> there has to be a hierarchy on the ship, and I will respect
6: that. He's a drill engineer. Well, who's placed him in charge? Isn't this a military thing or a naval
1: thing? He's also he's a land surveyor as well. Yeah, so. Well,
6: <laughs>
4: beginning to wonder why they brought a drill in the first place. Well, that was to drill the rocks.
1: Sing leans to you, Basker, and says, "Here, here, I'll take I'll take that blood from you. I think now, let's just dash in there and do it quickly. It's all right. You won't feel a, you won't feel a thing, madam. <laughs> oh, if I had a penny for every time, come on." Uh, all right <laughs> we'll do a cut across to the meeting on the on the starboard bow did anybody have any special requests so you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack from that
5: uh, I was just say I, I I think Giro is intending to try to get the helicopter off the deck
1: mm, yeah perfect eventually it was being jacked up so
5: yeah so it all depends on whether uh Simpson has done his job yeah. But, I mean, now that he's got several guns in his hands, he's probably <laughs> a lot calmer.
1: Yeah. And the, the assault rifles you can kind of put across your body, of course, they, they come with a strap.
5: Yeah, I assume, yeah, you could, like, strap them. So that's probably how he's wearing those. Yeah.
1: So you guys are you guys tooled up, of course.
5: And no one else on board the ship has firearm skill anyway, do they?
1: As far as you're aware. Okay. You you and Crow were the security in the event of p- piracy, uh, the two of you were to be able to be the uh, the, the trained individuals. Uh, I mean, you were you were aware that Cook had had seen military experience in terms of he'd taken some photography um, in war zones. So mm-hmm. it seemed logical that Cook might have a cool head when it came to that sort of thing. I was hard to wear a flight jacket, for instance. Yeah. Is that well,
5: a uh, question? Uh, what That's is on. What is Ahmed Patel's position on
6: board the ship?
1: Yeah, so Patel has been helping the artificer with your situation. So he comes up, sort of wiping grease and oil off his hands, looking quite tired, uh, but pleased with his work. As let's say that you're kind of just heading through out of the door, but Team Kitchen, just because you're that, that little more conscious of it, could I get a spot hidden from... Well, actually, I will give it to all of you. Come on, let's have a spot hidden as you're as you're leaving out of the corridor. Regular success. Uh, uh, yes, I'm, I'm going to say let's make it a uh, hard. Oh, then no. Can I have a hard. Extreme success. Extreme extreme success, success
4: from me. Oh. Got it. The dice have not been with me
5: today. That's another eighty-three. So no.
1: It's been consistently high. It's all right. You're, you're saving it for the crucial roles that are come, mm. coming up.
4: Johnny McCutcheon's very good at looking at
1: things. McCutcheon spots something on the floor, <laughs> leading towards the um, the staterooms, leading towards the uh, the posh quarters. Did anyone else get a hard, or an extreme? Or Ar- um, is it? Do I spot? You spot a trail of loathsome slime. You, you spot a trail of loathsome flour. Oh. Ooh. Leading to Bletheby's room. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And it's as the others are sort of going through, uh, and like Giraud's nearly out of the door at this point. He's at the head. Uh, I might. I'll say Cro- I will say. I think Crow's I, probably falling last. So you've got a military man at the front and the back.
4: Great. Well, I might lag back and just grab the last person who's out. I don't want to like stop everyone, but it's just like the last person. So if that's Crow, I'm say that's Crow. I just, I just may be taken by the arm and say, Ah, Crow. Have a look at, um. You seen
1: this? Some sort of trail of loathsome flower. <laughs> Baska, did you pass a regular spot hidden? Yeah, so you spot this. You spot this moment out the corner of your eye, and you hear the words loathsome flower.
4: <laughs> mm. Oh, no, the,
3: know
1: what the well, cookies.
4: Lo- should I say loathsome? Uh,
3: no, you shouldn't say that.
5: <laughs> do the do the rest of us yes, hear this it
1: again? Um, so we don't have to make the sanity check then. We're fine. Uh, <laughs> at, the, <laughs> the the, at the moment, I'm saying that you're all sort of just kind of moving forwards. But Patel's blocked your your immediate access, and he nods at you all because you haven't seen him since he came out screaming. And he says, "All right, are you are you all right, Rosa?
7: Yes, I'm all right. How about you?
1: I'm a mess." Anyway, it like, uh, looks like the yank wants to have a word. <laughs> and he, he smiles, but it's clearly stressed and tired and exhausted. But appears to be sort of, you know, either a master criminal or genuine, appears to be genuine. Um, in, that, in that moment, you are aware that sort of Basker's looking back and McCutcheon and Crow are having a little mini conference. So Cook, Duro, Dalton, any, anyone wants to sort of hang back or would you want to go on?
7: Oh, on like, yeah.
3: one mm. go on. If it helps, what what you might hear me say is, well, let's at least open the door, make sure there's no in there, and I give the the door a dump with my foot.
1: So you 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 head up the corridor and you can see the sort of trail of of flour just mm. at the um oh, okay. at the door well and a little bit on the door, but it but it. It stops there. It's very fine-grilled... Um, fine-grilled? Yeah. <laughs> fine-grilled um, fine flour. Fine-ground flour, but it's it's, um, it's brown and white, which is possibly why it was so hard to see. Yeah. It's not a Of
3: course, I've not been a part of that discussion, so I don't really...
1: No, but McCutcheon has and is conscious that the grain may have yeah. been infected by a fungus.
3: Yeah, you notice uh, me go, uh, I'll just give the door handle a sniff. See if uh, I can smell
1: anything on the (laughs) old So the door is partially open.
3: (laughs) Oh, okay. That was a joke anyway. It
1: opens inward. I just thought I'd make it clear. Sorry.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I tap it open with my foot and just say, uh, anyone in there?
1: It looks like the room is a real mess. The first thing you see is there's there's pages scattered around on the floor. um, And a couple on the bed. Right.
3: But no sign of any life.
1: No. Okay.
3: And not really many hiding places? It
1: looks like a fight's happened in here. Right.
3: In which case, I uh, pick up one of the pages just to see if there's anything important about it or whether it's just some random thing that someone's torn apart. And I pick
4: up loads of the pages to find out the same thing.
1: So the first thing you see, uh, Crow, is in 1924, we received letters from the police in Buenos Aires asking us to question Hamilton. Alexander. Apparently this, is, apparently, this is being said by someone called SGTP, colon. Um, oh God. You quite quickly realise this is a court transcript, and you pick up a cutting from the Kent Inquirer. It says, in a handwritten note, The Kent Inquirer, March 4th, 1927. Cliffside vigil foiled by Christopher Entwistle. Kent Police Constables led by Sergeant John Phillips have interrupted what has been described as a black mass being... The Kent Inquirer, March 4th, 1927. Cliffside
4: Vigil foiled by Christopher Entwistle. Kent Police Constables led by Sergeant John Phillips have interrupted what has been described as a black mass being held on the coastline above the Eldham Rocks, Folkestone. One Ernest St Vincent Hamilton from Hyde, formerly of Trottiscliffe, was named as the leader of the group, although three other individuals were also arrested. Hamilton has made no response to inquiries as to the purpose of his doings, but the Kent Constabulary released a statement confirming that a young person died at the scene, despite valiant attempts by the local doctor to prevent the murder. Kent Constabulary are pursuing the maximum penalty for the gruesome events. The Folkestone mayor, Walter Perivale, commended Sergeant Phillips and his men for their actions and condemned the barbaric act. The last recorded black mass in the area was dated at 1839.
1: So I will now give the whole team access t- to the papers. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but it's seamlessly cut away to Tolliver Baines standing in in his puffer puffy american style bright blue jacket with his sort of pink style jeans and brown hiking boots he's got all the mod cons it's all these kind of waterproof materials his jacket and flashy badges and the classic polar hood with the fur but he hasn't got that up because it's not that cold he says sorry to call you all in here hang on a second where is everyone where are the others Jiro.
5: They were right behind us. Uh, they're on the way, I think. Where's... Uh, we're crow. Uh, look, what's this about me?
1: I was hoping Rothman would be here. Jones, with Rothman? I don't know. I went up to ask these people that, too. Uh, I can't find him.
5: We haven't seen him with the captain and the first mate dead. I guess he's in charge, huh?
1: Well, technically. But uh, I guess that's one of the things we need to talk about. Basky, you recording this? Is that... Is that really... I'm recording everything. Well, maybe that's... Oh, yeah, and... Maybe that's not as stupid as I was about to say it is.
5: I misspeak earlier. The, the captain he is not dead, but he is uh, taped to a bed right now, so he might as well be. Good thinking.
2: We have been summoned to a meeting of the survivors, presumably to decide a hierarchy of command.
1: Where's, um... Where's the doctor, Basky? She was with you a second ago. You popped into the lab... Yes. She's still working on that, and he sort of he starts with the u but he addresses that back to Giraud. She took a blood sample, but it's a need-to-know basis.
2: We need to establish a firm hierarchy of command on this vessel now that the captain is incapacitated.
1: Well, I think we're looking at three days of work. Where are they? Here, Jones, go back and get them. Uh, right you are. I propose a vote. <laughs> I'm not trying to take command. Uh, Jones dashes back. Uh, Crow, McCutcheon, how long are you going to... Are you just going to grab everything and go, or are you going to start reading? Oh,
4: I, I don't think I necessarily want to start reading in there, but um, r- remind me, do we know whose room this is? This is Blathby's room. This is Blathby's room. You could search it. Um, yeah, I mean, that is what I'd like to do, to be honest. Yeah. Crow, what would you... I think while we're here, I'll certainly... Can you help?
3: Open, open any
4: lockers or... I'd definitely like room. to... I'd like to know whether the, um, if possible, I'd like to know whether the trail of flower is is a, a clue or just a keeper device to get me into this room. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the role I need to do to find that out? Audacious. <laughs> uh,
1: you, all you need to do is look at the clock.
4: <laughs> so I'm not interested in the flower anymore. I just want to have a little look around the room.
1: <laughs> no, no, the flower's real. The flower's real. Uh, the flower is real. Um, and you were witness to Basker's thinking through uh, he thought there'd been a fight in the in the um, in the kitchen mm. uh, and now there's a trail of flower that leads into Blathby's room yeah which seems odd So
4: I, maybe I say out loud La- Blathby's an ornithologist maybe I say out loud to Crow does this uh, flower look like the trail of someone who's brought the flower back from some kind of scuffle in the kitchen huh? or, or someone who's taken the flower from this room to the kitchen to uh like um poison the food or or something uh, you know something like that which way's the flower gone
3: no fucking idea mate i've no idea i mean could i roll a physics
1: <laughs> you you could roll an idea check for me Okay. My well,
3: physics is very good,
1: that's all the only reason I asked. I'll give you a but, bonus uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give go, you a bonus okay. die using rationality. Okay. <laughs> Profound so, idea, Ralph. Physical rationality is informing this.
3: Uh that's a forty-eight on the seventy.
1: Or let's see what the bonus is. Or a nineteen on a 70 got to stop rolling your tens on your bonus. Oh. See, shit, that's yeah. naughty. Slap on the roof. Oh, that right, is naughty. Units, sorry. But I think, yeah, it's because percentiles. I always call them. sorry. He's absolutely right. Although it would be less. He's absolutely it? right. Tens. Some <laughs> units. So, a 19 is hard. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so you're pretty sure, yeah. although the second is feasible, it seems very convoluted to you. Yeah. This looks like a scuffle that came back, or, or someone yeah. came back with flour uh, and came in here. So, scuffle, flower in here. Yeah, and if it's um, if it was the latter, surely it's a setup. Yeah, and that, well, that I'm, that's a shared thing. I'm going to say that's a shared thing.
3: I'll share that out loud, and yeah, yeah. I'll say that out loud. And also, I have no idea about the Ergot nonsense. Sir, so. yeah, yeah, he hasn't
1: said that yet, which is a shame because no, Danan knows it's quite a lot good. about Ergot.
3: Oh mate, I've tried it a few times, you know. But, um, <gasps> no um, summers in Western Superman
1: what are um, you doing in here yeah. hey you two what are you doing Jones comes around the corner what's going on why are you in Blatheby's room
3: just checking there was a trail led in here just wanted to make sure there was no one injured or yeah, uh, you know, nothing
1: they're going to vote on who's in command Rothman's gone missing
3: Right, I shoulder him out of the way and run up to the deck. No, I, uh, I say, "Yeah, uh, oh right, excellent." I'll, uh, yeah, we should be there for that. He,
1: he turns. He turns on his heels. Do, do you do you join the group? I really want to
4: give the room a once over.
3: I think I do. Nothing else to be found in it. I turn to uh, I turn to uh, McCutcheon and I hand him the papers I picked up. Yeah, because I know he's he's more of that sort of guy than me. I hand them to them, so put those with the others. Yeah. I'll load them up, I'll fill you in, and I sort of give him a look as in, trying to suggest, if you, if you find anything of interest, let me know.
1: Give me a spot hidden, uh, bought for yeah. you by, by Crow, as Crow busies Jones away. Yeah. McCutcheon gets to look under the bed. Yes, please, that's a hard success um, to say. He's very good. So at- you find the last page of the computer printout, which was under the bed. Um, And you find a a case for a video camera, which does not have the video camera in it. Okay. Uh, They are the the items. And you hear Jones saying, well, is he coming or not? I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah, here he is. So you 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 dash up to what seems to be a slightly heated, circular conversation of, no, I'm not saying I want to take control of the ship. I'm just saying, Basker... I
2: nominate Danny Cook, and I think he should lead us.
1: I don't think that's the way I think way he it needs it to make his little girl proud. Giro, if we can't find Rothman, what do we do? I'm saying that it's going to take us three days. Maybe, maybe if... So Schmidt is there. It's the first time you've seen him since the fight. The German head of the ornithologist. He looks. He looks very pale. But um, our uh, our injured Dr. Norma Patterson. She isn't there. She's back with the doctor. And Schmidt says, "I don't think this is Wise. I think. I think it should be um, uh, Monsieur Giraud who is in charge, Mister Baines. He is the man who has the most experience with with Crow. Is surely the second. He, he is here for our safety. Is that not the case, Mister Crow?" I'm not saying, says Baines, I... chipping in immediately, but then other people start saying...
5: Okay, okay, look, we all want to get off this rock, right? That's right. Then maybe we can all work together about without worrying whose dick is the biggest, eh?
2: Yeah.
5: Chirot's right. Here's what we
2: need to do. <laughs> we need to organise a sweep of the ship <laughs> to find Rothman. Rothman is the commanding officer in the absence of the captain. And so we at least need to know whether he's alive or dead. I second that motion.
5: Also, we need to be careful because, uh, well, as we have seen, there is some kind of sickness going around. Who knows? He might have crawled off in a corner somewhere and is now dribbling blue gunk out of his face. So, exactly.
2: All right. There's a possibility it might be a fungal infection, and so there might be spores in the air. We should all be very careful. Hmm. I say pulling my shirt over my face. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Uh, motion to be suggested, comrades, that if the good doctor could check everyone over whilst we're in the same room, then we'll know if everyone here at least is safe or if anyone needs to be quarantined.
5: Yes. Yeah. What good was blood, it? Yeah. Uh, blood tests on everyone. Yeah. What was this blood testing you talked about earlier?
3: Yeah. I've given Put a it blood. In a petri dish.
2: I've given a blood. T- and then we get a flamethrower and we set fire to it. Aye. <laughs> if the blood explodes, we know they're a bad Um. <laughs> I've given a.
7: Not how one detects
1: witches. Uh, no, it's how you detect things. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. When, when, the, as the two, as Thomas Dalton and Basker say this, could could you all give me a spot hidden on the starboard bow? If we see the witch, Jesus, because you're looking at Baines. Baines is on the. He's sort of taken the high point. Another roll in the 80s. That's an 82 for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, that's Ooh.
7: And an 85 from me.
1: I got a,
3: an 11, a hard success.
2: I got a nine.
3: Oh, i As I was saying,
2: moment. I know I'm human,
3: and then I <laughs> with
4: preternatural power,
3: <laughs> and, and I say, "Leave me my name," and then I, <laughs> I, I,
4: I I get an eleven, and it's another hard success from Johnny McCutcheon. McCutcheon's <gasps> he's a blinder; yeah. he's on one. But he, but as he spots whatever he spots, he just mumbles. I, I think if you look back through the, through history, you'll see from a Marxian perspective, that hierarchical structures have always failed, and I'm not sure this is necessarily the right course of action. Uh.
6: I second that, motion, comrades.
4: Weirdly, no one's listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn straight. Uh, how did Cook do? Cookie? Oh, uh, yeah, made it. Only just. So working, working uh, in reverse order, Cook, you see something in the water off to the left so you've you've beached up on the right of let, let us call it the mouth of the harbor and it draws your attention you you just you're thinking you just need to get to that left starboard uh, left left starboard you know that port side of the ship and you would be able to see even better you can see something just cresting out of the what looks like the deepest central part of the harbor ahead about. uh mccutcheon you got a hard mm-hmm. Did I? So you're pretty sure that that's a modern mast uh, breaking out of the water of a uh as a, a wreck um mm-hmm. it's actually it's probably the funnel the tallest point in the ship so it's the funnel crow you're sure it's the funnel and you can just see the outline of something in the water there from basket you see all of that and you just see a pulse of movement Hmm. Hmm. Uh, from the bows to the stern.
8: Hmm.
1: And unfortunately, of all of us who, who could have rolled an extreme success, you were the one person who might be in the worst position. So I am going to ask for a sanity check on that.
2: <laughs> How big is this pulse of movement?
1: You'd say about 20 meters across. Oh. Maybe 40, 50 meters in length.
7: Oh my god.
1: Jesus Christ.
2: Uh, that's a fail. That's a fail on my sanity.
1: Yep. That's a fifty fifty-eight on my thirty-nine sanity. Uh, it's more the suggestive nature of things. You saw nothing specific, uh, but that is one point of sanity.
2: I, uh, as my involuntary action, I'm going to suggest. Please do. That I'm saying. I look. I know I'm human. What the fuck is that? <laughs> and I, I run backwards. <laughs> And I fall backwards on the floor, and I'm, I'm scrabbling across the deck.
3: <laughs> uh, what did you say? One Jesus point. <laughs> one point. A mere one. We see Captain Jack
1: Sparrow atop his mast, sailing into the boat. Um, <laughs> would you... Um, the two of you who passed, would you like to look more closely? Oh, yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. it. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, could you... Uh, what would what, you like? What do I want here? In
6: fact, I'm readying my camera.
1: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> give me a photography and uh, a... Um, what's the equivalent of your spotting the bird role? Mine. Um, um, rifle. Oh, yeah, no, yours wasn't extreme, was it? Yeah, it's the two, it's the two extremes. Um, uh, no, mine was hard. Hard. Crow, But, Crow, you got an extreme, didn't you? Eleven. No, hard as well. Oh, hard as well. Uh, not quite, So, would um, oh, In which case, it's just you then, I think, Cookie. Uh, okay. So, um, give, give me a photography role. As you put you pull up the camera and that gives you that extra focus. Technically, you don't have to do this in order to get the shot. It's whether you can get the best possible shot. Yeah.
3: Yeah. As the grebes dive across.
1: The... Yes, exactly. Some seabirds yeah. cross.
6: Um, i failed by three. Uh, I'm going to burn some luck.
8: Yeah.
1: That's what we like. Spend three luck? Yeah. Pass? Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a shot and there 's a sort of weird ripple effect that you do catch as the sun glints onto the water it's not going to be the best ever shot you know that the composition isn't quite right you couldn't you cleared the, the 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 bow rail but that that's what put you off slightly but you swear you just saw something move something quite big okay. by this wreck and you're sure it's a wreck
6: I think I, I, I kind of snap away as I'm moving through the windows and the portholes. And then when I, when I kind of realise that I've seen something, I stop and just kind of pull back.
1: What's going on? What's going on? Giraud, what are you going to... Uh, you've got high dexterity. Crow, you've got high dexterity. What are you two going to do in terms of this basket's backing away? And actually, Jim you know what? Thomas Dalton, you've got high dexterity as well.
8: Mm-hmm.
1: I, think the, I think the three of you have the capacity to be able to physically do something.
5: Uh, I think the obvious thing, when he says, what What the hell is that, and scramb- <laughs> scrambles away, he turns around and looks. Does he see anything? I, I failed the spot-hidden terribly. It,
1: it, it becomes clear that there's a wreck there. Crow, are you going to try and secure Basker or anything, or are you going to have a look as well? Or? I mean,
3: as He's, uh, he's scrabbling backwards, right? But yeah. he's not scrabbling towards the edge or anything. No,
1: he's going straight back towards the bridge at the present moment. Mm.
5: Uh, actually, uh, Giro sort of... Uh, Swats Crow on the shoulder and just points at the wreck and just says, The Unity fucking canto. Could be? Yeah. You're not wrong. Shit.
3: Looks. Got all the signs. But, uh, so keep that between us, remember. If,
1: if you don't know the Unity canto, you can roll a history. Um. Mm, might as well. Basker, uh, I'm going to give you a bonus die because you've worked at the BBC. <laughs> it was no help. Nope all, all three failed? Although, actually... Yeah,
2: I failed mine.
7: Actually, it's a...
2: Oh, it was history, wasn't it?
3: Mm. Uh,
1: I don't think my history's good enough.
7: I had an extreme pass. Ooh. From success.
2: Yeah, no.
1: Nothing. So, the Unity Canto, you suddenly remember there was there was a report a ship lost a Liberian vessel uh, captained by uh, a Danish captain Tolverson I remember and the ship was lost around the coast of this very island that was only a couple of years ago Uh, there was an article about it it was at at the outbreak of hostilities unfortunately possibly why things were a little bit not even 10th page sort of 21st page international shipping news nobody reads it but of course because it was relevant to antarctic waters you did read that article uh you don't you can't believe you'd never actually connected with the fact that it mentioned that the last report had been that they'd wanted to seek shelter in a storm and take on water because there is water at the lake at the top of uh, griffin island fresh water
3: were there any uh, sort of uh, inexperienced teenage conscripts on board? Because if so, I think Thatcher might have gone out of their way to sink it
1: to the bottom. I, I don't know, I'm just... Well, I think they were Liberian crew and uh, Danish captain. He had a... Uh, uh, the, they'll be fine then. The, 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 the suggestion was, uh, Thomas Dalton, that there was no foul play, he considered it was bad weather. Right. Mm. Uh, but this could potentially be that wreck. Hmm and the tide is of course lowering which would make sense why you can see it now but it doesn't it doesn't explain Basker's and cook's reactions i
3: i, I just whisper back to pascal No need to add it but
6: there's something moving
3: in that way.
1: Um,
4: i i would like to go to basker if no one else is no one else at the present moment is going there i'd like to go to basker and just try and sort of um n- is he kneel down next to him and sort of just Check he's all right, maybe offer him a fag. I'm not sure whether he's a smoker, but yeah, yeah I, uh, I take it with both hands <laughs> 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 oh, well, that's better. did you see that uh n- n- no, no, I didn't, but um, and then, like sotto voce i um I've got the papers in my hands, and I say, um, what did you say the uh that that fellow you saw in your dream was called Alicia Gonzalez. And I check that no one's looking and then I show him mm. the paper that references the ship, the Alicia Gonzalez.
1: Yeah. So these are the this is some court notes from 1927 regarding a man named Hamilton. And he sort of gives them to you and there's a, there's a bit of chaos as people are going like Schmidt is going I don't understand. This is a, the Unity Cantor. You're saying there's a ship's been down here. Why I did, nobody tell us this. And, and Baines is going, it wasn't, it wasn't necessary for people to know. It was only going to scare people if they were getting on board ship. And it all sort of kind of starts to come out. And in the chaos, it's only the six of you who see Rothman on the shore, walking east along the shore. I say walking, running east along the shore. Rothman, of course, along with the captain and the first mate, has been to this island before. In
8: 1976.
5: Hmm. Hmm. Um Is that Rothman? Looks like him.
7: I thought he was on the boat. How did he get down there?
5: Christ knows. Look at him. He must have taken one of the secondary ships. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Effortless.
3: How many secondary ships were there?
1: Two. Both of the transponders have been uh, tampered with and destroyed. What are
2: you talking about? Only one would be a secondary ship and the other would be a tertiary tertiary
5: ship. Okay, well, I think he took the (laughs) secondary.
1: So we cut to one of those exciting 1980s montage sequences where we have Dalton, McCutcheon and Basker with papers passing them over a desk. There's coffee, there's ham sandwiches because it's the 80s. Uh, uh and they're looking at things and they're giving blood and they're and sing comes in every now and then and says i i, I don't think it's contagious and you don't need masks don't worry that's a hoax by the government <laughs> uh and um you get crow loading his shotgun um going over with cook and crow what's your heavy machinery skill
3: let's have a little check for oh. my heavy machinery is mech repair 70 heavy machinery where's heavy machinery Oh, 71 in operate heavy machinery.
1: Yeah, so you're lowering the winch down to yeah to Cook, who's attaching it to the snow track. Of course. Uh, and then you're starting. <laughs> you're starting the engine up while Jones and Giraud... Uh, no, it's the artificer, isn't it? Of course, it is. Simpson and Giro are are readying the hull navy one for uh, flight. Starting the rotors, getting ready. And so we've got our two vehicles uh, primed and ready to swing over and launch and fly. But the question is, who's going in the snow track? Oh. Who's going in the two-man helicopter?
5: What's the capacity?
1: Uh, so the snow track can take four people.
5: Mm. Uh, will say will say outright he wants someone who can use a rifle in the uh, helicopter with him.
6: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely the helicopter, yeah wait snow track (laughs) no 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 i'll take the copter yeah yeah yeah. definitely the copter
1: to be fair we could have had a scene with you sitting in a copter as well because the time that you weren't sitting in the snow track you were also sitting in the copter i think on that long voyage
6: yeah yeah definitely sitting in one
1: that is true both good
3: toys if that's the interaction i might swap i might offer to swap my shotgun for your rifle in that moment but uh
5: Oh, I have a, a Giraud, Giraud has a spare rifle, so he'll just give it to you. Oh, yeah. uh, so, Excellent. Because he's going to be, he won't be able to use the rifle. He'll be
1: flying, so. Yeah. He, yeah. Even he can't right. do that.
6: <laughs> in, in the montage, uh, was I able to go and catch up with the notes and the documents that have been uh, on the table? So I can look at the Hamilton case notes.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. You, you came in and you, you handed Rosa Thomas Dalton a cup of tea and she showed you some papers. Well, there's
6: another bit of information that I haven't had a chance to share, which, yeah, which is when we were, when all this, this, everything was sort of kind of, we were just kind of getting back to normal. Um, we were on our way to the armory and it was Rothman and Jones were by the, the secondary ships, right? <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. And they,
6: they, they think something had been sabotaged. They were talking about something sabotaged. Yeah. And I'm adding that in because, you know, you were talking about a possible stowaway or a saboteur or something. Yeah. And I'm also thinking, this Kent Inquirer article is from 1927, right? Yep. Wasn't the cabin on the island built in the 20s?
1: Yes, it was. Um, Well, no, actually, no, it wasn't. Um, It was converted in the 20s. Um, It had been built as a whaling station originally, or at least a prototype whaling station, but then it was abandoned as the trade in whaling changed, which I think you would have had glimpses of from um, dinner at the table with the captain and actually Blatheby knew a bit about that because of his family's history of whaling, although he had nothing to do with whaling himself. Okay. Right. And, um, yeah, so you would know that it was built in the 1900s uh, and then converted uh, into a cabin uh, more by way of sort of nautical slash... Um, not exactly overt military use, but, you know, sort of the building foundations were there, so they, they maintained them as a sort of lookout, really, uh, because, of course, it still was a place where you could stop to get water, so it still had value, but nobody had necessarily fully explored the island because it just still wasn't a priority at that stage.
6: And can I now look at the Hamilton case
1: notes? Yes, of course. Thank you. I'm going to say that everyone can look at everything. Okay um
4: uh, during
5: the montage we all get a, a peek at the documents
4: yeah okay and is the montage also uh you know you say there's room for certain people in the helicopter and certain people yeah. in the snow track and those of us who have been down looking at the documents are, are we is there potentially room for us heck, should... heck
1: yeah so there's there's room for four in the snow track comfortably with equipment um, and there's room for two in the helicopter with not much room, because like a bag. I'd be keen to offer my
4: tracking skills yeah. to whoever's in the, the, the snow uh, track. The, ve- the vehicle, the snow track.
1: Well, it looks like it's Cook and Giro in the helicopter. In the chopper. Uh, Crow, Basker, McCutcheon, and Dalton if she wants to go, and Basker if he wants to go, onto the island.
7: Yes, I did, very much do. Yeah.
1: Which actually works well in terms of the ornithologists. You you'd like to see the horror because it doesn't look good. Oh, yeah. Um, Also, Crow, you're making a round of the ship explaining to Baines, who's getting very stressed, getting Jones to throw ropes over the edge, where he wants to throw ropes over the edge of the ship to look at the damage. And as you're doing a round of the ship, you find the rope ladder that's been dropped.
3: Right. But we know where he's got off.
1: Which was used. I mean, obviously, you saw him going east. Let me just double check, because I'm, I'm notorious for my... Yeah, he was heading east.
3: Right. I mean, no need to flag that up, necessarily, unless it comes up, because the rest of us are on the same page, right?
1: Now then, I think there's... Who, who, who was doing the reading? Could I pimp out Rosa Thomas Dalton to read one tiny bit of yeah. the... Yes. ...computer printout...
7: Yes, yes. Particular date:
1: twentieth of February, nineteen twenty-three.
7: Very good, twentieth February, nineteen twenty-three. I was told the location of the cave, but must record its exact position to avoid errors when the chest is to be recovered. In view of our latitude, I must use rough methods rather than exact compass bearings. Number one: draw a line from the tip of the horn to the nearest part of the pool. Number two, at the midpoint of this line, start due south. At number three, on meeting the cliffs, go northeast for 200 yards. The entrance to the cave is 20 yards inland from the cliff edge. After the sacrifice was complete, I closed it with rocks and covered them with earth and plants. There is another entrance to the sea, which should be adequate for the guardians to enter.
1: Could you all give me... sanity check, including my military comrades. Oh wait, what's what's my sanity? Because as you all have the information shared amongst you, as the most reliable members of the of the uh (laughs) of the Epsilon team I'd just like to point out Johnny McCutcheon has persistently rolled under (laughs) thirty almost the entire Mm. Two and two and a half hours that we've been playing <laughs> so I'm going to go with Johnny because Dan Wheeler you've just given me a face of doom with hands covering it how bad is it
4: well so if your sanity is above 50 then only 100 is a fumble right mm-hmm. I agree unfortunately my sanity is 45 so a
1: 99 is ah. so that was a fumble oh ah, dear oh dear uh. <laughs> The, the problem isn't so much the human sacrifice that seems to be being implied, because surely it wasn't humans, right? Maybe they used animals. And then you look out across the ship and you realise that the lesser bar penguin is never going to recover. This You're looking at an extinction. This is an extinction event from what, what was hoped to be the revival into several million was hoped for soon. You're seeing these dazed, confused, fumbling. Some of them are acting very frantically, sort of scattering around on the rocks. And then it comes home. That same moment that you arrived, you had that moment of empathy and now it's written large in your eyes. You look at them and you think, they're just like us, we're just like them. We're the ones that are scrambling around frantically trying to look after our Our fellows. And I'm afraid to say you are going to lose D3 sanity for that. Because that's... Uh, it normally would have been one, but a fumble. That's two points of sanity. Two sanity. I'll let you think about the... Um, uh, I think there's an involuntary for that, but the others of you, how did that go, OK?
5: I succeed. 44 on 75. Failed.
1: Uh, two Two fails. So obviously, again, you, you hope that it would be some kind of... But but the implication seems to be with the rest of the journal, there's this... The, the, there's a plot. There's a coup. There's, there's some... People are involved with human sacrifices on this island in some kind of crazed, barbaric fashion. So it's one sanity. You lose another sanity, I'm afraid, Basker. Your first sanity for you, Cookie. Um, but there's no need for involuntary action. It's a sort of creeping dread. Perhaps you... Would be driven towards some action that makes you feel better about some compulsions you have.
6: Yeah, yeah. Let's get in the copter. Let's get in the copter. Get in the. Uh... <laughs> yeah.
1: He's get pushing in. you. He's pushing Pascal Giraud. <laughs>
5: okay, it. okay. I'm
6: getting in. <laughs>
5: All right, get in. Get get the fuck in. Then what do you want? Come on.
6: <laughs> and, I ju- and I just sit in there and I just sort of touch everything and then I, I look at how and I and I start talking about how it might have been made. But I know nothing about the the helicopter at all. But it's like metal work. The metal work, mate. Look at it. Look at that finish. There, that. that's level. That is.
5: Hey,
6: cookie. What's got you so spooked? Huh? <laughs> nothing, mate. All that garbage back there. Come on. It's be come on, there's lots of. Magic. It's good to be inside one of these things. It's good to. Be, trust me. Trust me. It's better to be one inside one of these than one of these that's on fire and you have to jump out of one of these. Because huh. that was not a pleasant experience, let me tell you. I can't
5: argue with that, my friend. No, I no. So
6: argue What with we it. want to do is stay in here, but no fires, and then keep it like it is now and stay in it.
5: Well, maybe no fires, but I'm going to fire it up if you don't mind, so...
6: S-s- music to my ears, mate. Music to my ears. Now, on the... Oh, oh, yeah, I'll, go I was going to say, a
2: picture, an involuntary action for my sanity loss if we're sat around whoever's in this room reading these things read that thing um, I think I I suddenly push the chair back and go there was something in the water it was huge it was huge I don't know why I didn't say I thought you all saw it you didn't did you there was something in the water it was huge moving not the
1: boat something huge McCutcheon responds immediately by whatever his involuntary action is (laughs) Uh, except he doesn't know it yet. Sorry, I'm dealing with a baby monitor. Uh, <laughs> the ultimate horror. Rosa Thomas Dalton, do you do, you, do you do anything or say anything in response to Basker? Sorry.
7: Describe it in more detail, Mr Basker. Something was moving. Was it an animal? Was it, it a...
2: I believe it to have been an organic creature, yes. 20 foot long. Many feet across. It moved in a kind of pulse, like a like a giant squid... How much... Oh, my God, it's a giant squid. <laughs> How much Valerian
7: have you taken, Mr. Bass? I've taken none!
2: <laughs> if I'd taken Valerian, I'd be much more calm. We're sitting ducks.
7: All right, I want you to take a breath. Slap yourself around the face and calm down. It's hysterical. You need to calm down. We're going to get nothing done with you in this state. I'm
2: calm, I'm calm, I'm Good. calm. Good. The Alicia Gonzalez was a ship that burned... Why did I dream about it? I never heard about it before.
7: Alright, you need to get out of your own head and focus on what's right in front of you, Mr. Basker.
1: But but Rosa Thomas Dalton, you you're able, because of that earlier psychological insight that you had about him, you're able to see that yes the crazed with and you and your advice about the slap seems to have knocked the crazed out of him. And again he speaks with authority and truth. Because you know when he's bullshitting, because you've spent all that time with him interviewing you, and you know he's full of bullshit sometimes but this is him telling the truth. He's never heard it before. And if that is the case, that would be enough to make you crazy, you think. Meanwhile, it's enough to distract you from whatever McCutcheon's... Um, <laughs>
4: McCutcheon has just started mumbling to himself. <laughs>
8: He's
4: just started um, mumbling, we're the, we're the virus, huh? We're the fucking virus. We're the virus. And he, he you see him... Um, flicking his uh, he takes his lighter out of his pocket and starts flicking it and just walks out of the room
1: Any ambition, character-wise, for Cook? I uh, take requests. How do you mean? Any tips that you might want to give me that you really want to do? I want a side quest. Side quest. Yeah. Side quest. I want a side
2: quest to go and find the 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 pearl of yep. abungis
1: Geese. <laughs> right, perfect. Consider it done. <laughs> it was one of the smaller group. I was going to ask the question. Now it seems absurd because I can't go through all of you. Genie um, will be back shortly. Yeah, so Genie, we're definitely going to have a hard midnight. We're definitely going to have a hard midnight finish. And uh, like, it's, it's best for all of us that we that we get as tight as possible.
4: In that moment staring out at that desolate landscape. Of course, thought of the old rev again, whether that mush would have had any words of comfort. Ah, I wish I could have known him. It feels like I do know him, huh? Those strange tales of his, what somehow made their way down to I. The fuck knows why, but they did. Well, he wrote like the buttoned-up Edwardian country parson that he was, but... Between the lines, ah, there was fire, huh? He may not have had a way with words or the brilliance of the curate Gilbert White, but he had something that went beyond, beyond science. That like wasn't just a passion or an obsession even, but somehow a, a deep spiritual understanding, huh? All his faith, all his belief in an immortal soul seemed to feed into the way he wrote about the, the barn owl and the blue tip the adder and earthworm the, the water boatman or the chisel bob pillbugs he found beneath the beach logs up in the hangars there the way he spoke about all well what he called God's creatures such understanding and I wonder what he would have thought looking at this sight All right. I ain't here for the penguins, but I can tell there's something wrong. We're looking at some sort of mass extinction event. And this is our fault. I knows it. Don't ask me how, but I knows it. It's like I told Barney. We're a virus. No, a parasite. I don't mean that as a metaphor. I mean it literally. We gorge upon the earth. Draining her crust of oil, her seas of fish, spitting boil back up and poisoning her soil, her rivers, even the fucking sky ain't safe from us. All we do is kill, take, rape, and kill each other and everything else. Well, 50 years from now, maybe less, you will only see a penguin in a zoo but a reckoning is coming people don't believe me but it's coming huh seas will rise forests will burn civilizations will fall and chaos will reign an apocalypse is coming and I don't give a fuck if every last human cunt is scratched off the face of the earth just let the birds live huh let them have it all